0: Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hi guys. Hi. Hello. Uh so you know, Snobby Robbie has really True. good taste in music. Hence True. his nickname. And he has actually well, I've known quite a few of the bands that you bring up, but there's some that I don't know, and they're all very good. So we can trust Rob's taste in music and food. Those two. Hands down.
1: That's it though.
0: But that's it. That's where we draw the line. I mean, there you can't that's it. That's all we get. But I was really looking forward to speaking with our guests today. One, the band is awesome. One of the singers from Head in the Heart, who she's fucking phenomenal, Charity Rose Thielen, is joining us today. And not only is she an amazing musician and performer, she's also a mother, a new mother. On tour on tour which just is mind-blowing
1: yep she had a day off on a two-month tour and decided to come spend it at your house
0: and i wasn't there (laughs) 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 but yeah head in the heart their new album every shade of blue is out now and it's awesome and i wish i could have gone to the
2: concert it was amazing yeah
1: yeah we went calvin went we had we had a lot of fun without you
2: at the end of the concert, Calvin was like weekend at Bernie's Rob was like holding him <laughs> up. <laughs> Calvin is Rob's five year old son.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been on the show.
2: Yeah, he made it till the end, but at the end it was getting a little hairy. Where
1: Yeah, like ten forty five.
2: It's like holding his eyes open and
1: oh he got gosh. a second win though. Yeah. After we found <laughs> those Twizzlers.
2: Yep. <laughs> Re- oh, those were red vines. There's a big difference between red oh. vines
1: and twizzlers.
2: Huge difference.
1: But they weren't packaged and I only had one. So
2: And you should know they that weren't when packaged? it hit your mouth
1: it was in it the lounge. Like, it was in the lounge, like the backstage. They lounge. had like little
2: cones of candy for people to take.
0: I was gonna say you went to a public concert and they had a free-for-all to grab your no, no. Twizzler or red vine out of a bucket. And I thought that was disgusting.
2: You think no. snobby Rob isn't sitting backstage eating Twizzlers? <laughs> 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 but it's red vines. It's red ah, vines.
0: There's a difference.
2: Huge right. difference.
0: Let's welcome charity. <laughs> Sometimes when the world
1: Feels insane You can take a little peek Inside of Rachel's little brain
2: All these thoughts are swirling Round and round inside
1: To join us on this journey As we take a little ride We'll talk about dogs and kids and things We'll talk
2: about chicks and We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about because people die.
3: Okay, I'm just gonna go. You're turn gonna turn it, cause it, it cause down.
0: It gets hot in that room. I know yeah, you're in yeah, my I'm house, and I'm in Canada. I know. <laughs> I
3: know. I was going to make mention of that initially, because yes, yeah, obviously it's unique to be to be in your home, I but know. you're not here. You're sitting in my yeah. home. Well, I'm happier in yeah. my home. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This oh, is like, we're so happy. This is a treat. This will just be, you know,
0: it worked out perfect. I know because you played the Greek last night, right? Yeah, and yeah. These guys came. I know. I wanted. I'm so, so bummed great. that I missed it. It was so um, great. Um, I, n- it, I mean, they said nothing. Well, not Rob. I haven't talked to him. I don't talk to Rob. But <laughs> Olivia was though. raving.
1: <laughs> He's a
0: harsh critic. Show. Amazing. And Olivia, yeah, I was talking to her when she was driving over. To the house and she was just going on and on about how amazing it was and how amazing you are and I think that oh, that's, I'm just so was, bummed I missed it <laughs> I know
3: I know so you're in you're in Toronto I am area
0: right now I am I'm in Toronto congrats
3: on you know getting a job up there oh, you're thanks. doing a, a show or yeah
0: I'm just I'm doing a show it's just one it's an anthology uh so it's one it's, <laughs> one it's just one I'm almost done with the um with the show but Unfortunately, timing-wise, I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, we're just so happy that you are here and talking to us. Thank you so much. I actually, I don't know if you remember this, but you guys were on a show I was on called Heart of Dixie.
4: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Like,
3: uh, actually on the show? Yeah. Yeah, we were, like actually perform we were being ourselves yeah you were being Performing. ourselves they
0: came yeah. and played at the rammer jammer which was wade's <laughs> bar restaurant and we started oh, wow. having some yeah musical groups on the show and you guys came i was like 2013 or something it was a yes, long time ago so long ago so That's long right. ago
3: i think that was our first like tv not other than late night but you know like yeah. actual tv show that we were doing do you remember it at all? Yes, yeah, so interesting being on the lot, and yeah, that was hilarious. Just the makeshift saloon kind of yeah, yeah vibe, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It was all on the Warner Brothers, yeah. And I think we performed "Shake."
0: Yeah, I our think that's Shake right. Our song "Shake"
3: off our second album. Yeah, and you had a scene. You were in the scene. In front of In front of you guys
0: performing? I wonder... I mean, we must have met, right? Like... I would assume so. I would assume so. I have to tell you... it's so long ago. It's so long ago, number one. Number two, I have the world's worst memory. Rob was mentioning that. Yeah. I do. It's also... I mean, listen, it has to do with, yes, a lot of pot in my day, but also (laughs) a horrific, like, car accident, like, head injuries. so I have legit reason. So anytime if I seem rude, it's literally like, I just can't remember... (laughs) But,
3: Good excuse, Rachel. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, a windshield in my head. <laughs> well, y- you know what?
3: I was actually just recounting this. Um, similar, it involves pot and a head trauma. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and it was when in our early touring days. And I just was literally recounting this with um, the opening band who were out with us, dogs who are from L.A., and they're amazing. Oh, yeah. And Griff and the drummer's wife had fallen, like, the night before, um, had taken too much tincture. I hope it's okay that I'm sharing this. Um, (laughs) But, you know, and so then that just made me think of, well, I wonder if I have memory loss because of this head trauma
1: um, that I had.
3: But we anyway, we were like, it's funny, too. So I'm the only girl in our band. And I feel like I'm pretty, I've been pretty tame in terms of like rock and roll stories. Mm -hmm. But I always seemingly have some of the most intense from the group. And anyway, it was like 2011. We had been a band a couple of years. We were touring in a van on our way to Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Mm -hmm. And it was like 22 hour drive from wherever we were coming. And um, I had uh, taken some tincture. and What was the tincture uh, of? THC. Oh, okay. And I had never really gotten high at this point. And one of the dudes, like our big, tall, kind of Gaston drummer, he's like, take, you know, just one full dropper of it. And I'd already taken like one and a half prior to that. And so then I took another one, like just right after that. And I started kind of hallucinating a little bit. And and we went, we had a rest stop. So when you're a band in a van and you're touring and you go to a rest stop, you know, every couple hours, you just take advantage of the restroom. Mm -hmm. And so I got out And I went to get water. And then I started getting really dizzy, not realizing what was happening. Uh, Just so naive. So naive. And there happened to be this bar stool next to the candy aisle. This is Salinas, Kansas, in a gas station. And I ran into our piano player and I said, you know, like, I'm not feeling well. And he said, Here, here's this tall bar stool just randomly sit on here. And I was like, next thing you know, I fell back, started seizuring, <gasps> I was in like a pool of blood. What? Everyone in the band was basically high, like losing their mind. They're like, <gasps> get rid of all the weed, you know. Oh my God. And and um, I mean, and they walked in and so they were paranoid. They're like, Oh, you know, uh, just freaking out, thinking oh, that, you know, it's my God. incredibly serious. I was fine, but you know, like we went. So I was rushed to the ER, and holy but it was okay. shit, Had stitches. Chimony. Um, and then got back in the van, proceeded to drive 15 hours <gasps> to play a morning set Jeez. at this festival. And I had this mat of like blood, oh. put on a dress and performed a whole set. Are That's you so, kidding me? At that me? elevation too. It was really funny. Were you
2: puking and stuff? Um, like, were you concussed? Did you have an yes. actual? Yeah. Yes. yeah.
3: yes. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. Yes. Has that happened since? Like, has no. anything? No, I've never seizured. Okay, yeah. Oh my god! Um, so it was just. But that's so interesting that that. Yeah. I mean, I do have slight kind of. I have poor memory around that time too.
0: That's crazy. Um, but I've always.
3: I'm. I. I just haven't reflected. Like, is it because of that head trauma? Or, like, what has affected my yeah. life because of that in memory? So. So is it like short term memory? Relate.
0: Like, is you know what I mean? Like short term
3: memory loss. Short term <laughs> memory. Um, I think it's more. I think it's longer term. Yeah. How mm-hmm. about for you? I don't what is mine? <laughs> I
4: don't remember. <laughs> I she don't can rem- remember. remember she can <laughs> remember
2: things all things from before the accident. Yeah. So oh, really yeah. far back like down to what someone was wearing and the song and the jingle yeah, and details. all of that. Uh-huh. But then she can't remember what we talked about yesterday. So it is more short term. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But but um what was I going to just I see? was going to ask
0: about the Tincture. I've never taken tinctured. THC tinctured. Like, I'm surprised that I haven't because I feel like I've experienced a lot of things that have to do with THC. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. even know if I've ever heard of that.
3: <laughs> it was like pure. And I think, you know, in those days we were like people would host us. We'd sleep on floors, you know, it was wow. like very gritty coming up as a band. And But there's this wonderful couple and she like owned a like weed bakery in Boulder or something. And so she sent us with all of this amazing stuff. But, you know, and to accompany like the long drives and I was so, so green that. It took way too much, but <gasps> it's very pure, you know, I guess it was great Oh my stuff. God.
0: Yeah. I remember like right after my accident, because I had just had the head trauma, I was really into like a bong phase. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I thought four foot bongs were like how you should smoke pot. I'm 5'2", yes.
3: so it was basically the same height. I'm 5'3", yeah. Okay.
0: So you get it. And I just remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. ripping like a four foot bong. <laughs> and like I was at my boyfriend's like friend's house so I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. like baseball players, like cute. And I was like, yeah, and I hit this whole bong and I stood up and I just passed out like I fell over. Dang. I was so embarrassed after though, because they were it was like the first time meeting like the boyfriend's like cool friends, you know, yeah. and oh, you, like that's Get embarrassing. so high <laughs> that you faint. <laughs> but it was also like maybe you had a head injury. You shouldn't be smoking pot out of a four foot bong. I mean, just, you know. Head injuries
2: are scary. My son, my husband, my son just had one, and they're like, (laughs) once you get, but (laughs) it's not. (laughs) It's 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 funny how it happened. He came home from school and he was like, out of it, and we were like, what is going on? And he basically said he fell, and I'm like, okay, and then I'm like, how. And he was like, not making any sense. And my husband's a doctor. So I was like, you need to get home now. And he tested him. And he's like, he's got a concussion. Could not remember how he fell in class. The teacher didn't know. What? Yeah, none of it. He was wow. pu- projectile vomiting, like the whole thing. <laughs> and then it took how many days? It took five. No, like it took five, like a week. I mean, it was week. a long
3: time. <laughs> it took a week. And then he's like. For him to
2: recount? For him to account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happened was he was sitting on his chair in <laughs> class. And he's like, I put my legs and my arms in my shirt to be a rock. <laughs> right? As one does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He was yeah, just yeah, being yeah. a rock. <laughs> he was just being a rock in class. And he fell off his chair and his head caught the <gasps> fall. But they, they said at the hospital, like, once you have one brain injury, you're more susceptible susceptible Susceptible. Uh Uh another Uh interesting thing I just learned is Jeff my husband was researching something about functional medicine and he was like oh wow this is very interesting you're a mom there is actually something that happens in the brain when we have children that Mm. creates gray matter yes yeah I have always heard of mom brain, yeah, or right. like baby oh, brain, an and actual all of that medical, stuff. Like term, it's like, an thing. actual There's medical. Term it? Yeah, it creates gray m- matter in your brain. Like you literally lose your memory. And why is that?
0: Yeah. It, my brain has had 10 children. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't get that part too. I just went,
0: see?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Validation. Is yeah, enough. exactly. I'm good. It. It.
0: It's so real though. It's so true. And yeah. and like I said, yeah, it's like how many kids have I had? You know, the amount, it's, it's so crazy how much your brain changes. And you have a very young child,
3: right? Of yeah. 18 months, yeah, 19 gonna- months? She's yeah, 19 months. She came yeah, out Francis. on stage
2: last <gasps> night. Yeah, that's what she yeah. did.
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh, what's her precious. name? Uh, Frances.
2: Frances. Oh, I love She's that real. name. That is so cute. She's the best. Oh, oh thank my you. god. Yeah,
3: you guys, how old are your kids? Cuz her daughter Briar's. Briar, uh, seven. See, Briar seven. Rose. Briar, Briar Rose. Yeah. Yeah, your charity Girl. Rose. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's seven. Sleeping Beauty reference, right?
0: Yeah, it is. It wasn't yeah. like intentional yeah. like that was, but yes, it is. I mean, it yeah. was intentional, but it wasn't. Anyway, it was always going to yeah. be Rose in the middle <laughs> because of her dad's oh. grandma. But then it yeah. just kind of came together. But yes, and her, you she has two little. I like that you're answering for me and I'm answering for you, but she has a three year old and a six year old,
3: <laughs> three and six. Yeah, okay. And how old was he when he had a, his head? In- and <gasps> it was yeah. just yeah. recently, it was yeah. Recently. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it
4: was, was in like, the garden.
0: I'm like, only like... laughing because my favorite thing was her calling me and being like, <laughs> he was being a rock. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: <laughs> I mean that is a
3: really brilliant
2: yeah, yeah. it was Visual. just so matter of fact like I was being a rock and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <It's so laughs> we good. were talking about this this morning like what is that like I, I, I mean I'm gonna let you guys talk because I have a lot of questions based on just what I saw last night but um, one of the things Rachel and I were talking about was like what is that like to be on tour with a baby yeah.
3: Mm, and it's so recent for us because, because of the pandemic we were right. not working, you know, live events weren't happening. And, you know, I mean most of us in entertainment were kind of mm-hmm. having to to stop. And so really our first tour started this spring. So this is leg two, and we're we have a couple of shows left after last night in LA. And so she's been out for a total of, I guess maybe two months, Hmm. Um, broken up into two legs. But um, she's incredible. I think because she's so young, we're kind of like, you know, guiding her to this type of schedule. Mm -hmm. She's staying up like until maybe 11 to watch our shows. You know, but then she's sleeping in too with us. Right. Um, And the bus, you know, is moving. And so it kind of is like a lulling type of sensory thing for her, I think. Yeah. Um, It's really freakish, though, when we're still moving and she wakes up and it's like, oh, my God. Speaking of head injuries, it's like every, you know, like every bump, every turn is like frightening. Yeah, Yeah. that age,
0: Um, that age, right? Like.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, my. Yeah. Does she co-sleep? (laughs)
2: Like, she co- are, <laughs> this is how you know you're a mom. You go to a concert and you see this like kick-ass performance. You're like, I wonder if the baby co-sleeps. I wonder if there's a bit <laughs> like those are the questions i like. So
3: this is so this is actually incredible because I felt so isolated in pregnancy and in early on just because of the pandemic, you know, yeah, and and right. I'm like pretty introverted and private and stuff. But um, but yeah, it's like yeah, I co-sleep with yeah. her. You know, um, I still do. I still, so. I still nurse. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I just there. stopped. Yeah. My son's
3: three. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I w- I'm
2: sad.
0: No, I wish I yeah. could keep doing it. Briar was on the boob till she was three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
3: love that. Yeah, oh, we it's love like breastfeeding. De-
0: de-stigmatized. Well, no, it's so true, you know, because it is, it was totally de-stigmatizing it because like there's such a thing mm. with it. And I just had this conversation at work up here and I was talking, I had only male co-stars <laughs> and uh, talking to them about it. And I was like, yeah, she was three. And I'm expecting some kind of like Crazy reaction, reaction yeah. you know, like you feel yeah. like there's such a thing attached to it and like, no, let's normalize this because yeah. first of all, it's not fucking weird. It's good for the no. kids and like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's such a connection and and there's so many positives and it's just really annoying that society has put this thing on breastfeeding.
3: Completely. We actually, we had friends come out to the Santa Barbara show and she's a goddess. She has 11 children. What? And you guys would like be besties with her. She's, she's amazing. 11. 11 children. Holy fuck. Just had twins like three months ago. Mm-mm. But anyway, Bless her, her, her um, I think he's probably 10 or 11 now. She was saying, because I was asking her about how long did you breastfeed with yeah. all of these children? How did you right. navigate that? And she said, well, Johnny, I breastfed him the longest till three. And he's like the only one that doesn't get sick in their household. Oh, interesting! Right. You know exactly because my of point. How <laughs> how incredible it is for their immunity the yeah. longer you know you, you continue with it. So
0: maybe that's why like my daughter only had COVID for like one day and it was just a fever. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. What's, our excuse? On the <laughs> yeah, what's that's our excuse? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> we
3: used
2: to. So when we had when she had Briar, I had Elliot. When Briar was how old? A like? year. They're one year apart. Oh yeah, they're one year apart. Mm-hmm. So we would always be breastfeeding together. And Elliot used to go for her when Rachel would yeah. have her boob out for <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> Elliot would get like literally right up to it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'd be like, rachel just don't move just let him do it just
1: I, let him do it i know she it. was
2: like no yeah but you'd stay still and right when he'd get to it he'd turn his head though and come back oh, to and me realize yeah yeah you know. it's probably like a scent or yeah. something but i heard selma hayek did that once like they were at like an orphanage and she just took a baby and put it on Seriously? her breast good and for her like, fuck yes was she lactating yeah oh, wow. you're like no yeah. she just put I the kid on her so. breast
4: <laughs> 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 well, I mean,
2: you can bring your milk back in though yeah yeah, yeah. no you're yeah. like this is just how thing. Selma
0: Hayek like introduces herself to people <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean if I was her <laughs> well, I, mean, I assuming, mean, yeah, the
4: milk. yeah
2: yeah no I think it was like they
3: were like hungry and
2: she was she yeah, had I been think, breastfeeding yeah. her kid and she just yeah. took it and I was like that's beautiful. That is
3: so beautiful. Societally, again, stigma. You know, of course, yes. but but that is that is so beautiful. It's the most nutritious, natural, animalistic. For sure. I mean, you know, uh, it's just it's just when we started labeling things and yeah. kind of structuring. And isn't that weird like oh it's weird to drink another human's
2: milk that's not your human but go ahead and drink that cow's milk? Yeah, yeah I yeah, know like, yeah. that's not yeah. weird.
0: Like, I thought you were going to talk about swallowing other things from a lot of different people and I was like, well, there's that <laughs> oh, too. Oh,
2: Rachel Sarah Bilson. Nope, that is I'm not, not where I was going at
0: all. I'm you not love say-
2: You love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, someone was just talking though about cow's milk and all other animals' milks. But not yeah. human milk. Like what if people harvested human milk and like that's what you could buy in the store? Would that be wouldn't that be weird?
3: <laughs> I well, there is. It's not a black market, but it is there is a market yeah. for kind of um, donor milk. Yes. And also I I mean it's such high value too, and like colostrum the milk right. that comes sure. in, you know, the first few days after birth. Um It's. I think there's there. You know there's there's high value for. Did you ever
0: taste it? Did you guys ever taste breast milk or your husband? I know
3: that's such a good question.
2: I did. Still haven't. You haven't. It tastes like almond milk. I never tried it. It's just a little bit sweet. I would try it. I mean, not like drink it out of a cup. But (laughs) you weren't taking like a drop. Like a drop. Yeah. And I had my husband drink it too. What did he say?
4: (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm I, also, him
2: here. <laughs> I also made him take one of because I got my placenta like ground up and encapsulated yeah, uh-huh. and I made him take one. She just wants to keep him. <laughs> but, well I, I we've <laughs> talked about this on this podcast <laughs> or maybe maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't. Yeah. So I heard like an old like witchy tale that this one time I was like obsessed with this guy and this woman said to me, oh, you want him to stay forever? Just take a little drop of your period blood and put it in his orange juice and he'll oh. never stray.
4: <laughs> I and think I we was have like, talked uh, about this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Rob's saying I don't think we have.
4: And he
0: <laughs> would re-
3: it would be imprinted in his memory. <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
0: I don't ever want to hear it. I can't
2: unhear it now.
3: <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But
2: when it came to the placenta, I was like, that's a kind of backdoor way of getting it in there.
1: I'm just like, hunched over him in the middle of the night when you're on your period.
2: I was like, you want a vitamin? <laughs> Are you feeling ill? Open. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: he was. He was. He was. He was healthily aware that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He was. He was like, I'll take one. Like, I don't remember how it came up, but I. I don't even think I said to him like, "Great, now I have you trapped forever." Yeah. Like, okay, you did. But,
0: <laughs> wait, but, but Rob, inside, I was like, yeah. yeah, Rob, you just had me visualizing like Olivia standing over Jeff like the spit <laughs> test <laughs> with
3: a <her> period. <laughs> <in. laughs> so I'm curious though, is the, is the like capsule? Uh huh is that like sweet at all is it sweetened with anything or is it no um, so
2: they just take it and dehydrate it yeah. and then ground it and put it in a pill so it's just like taking a vitamin
3: yeah but the capsule itself you know what I'm oh yeah talking I don't about? think so no. so what was the what is the flavor then to the placenta pills I have no idea. What does placenta ta- taste like? Oh, you like. take it? it?
2: Oh, really? Oh, no, I did take them. What am oh. I talking about? Yeah, you did take I'm them. Only, I'm what? I just sent them to my husband. <laughs> yeah, the point, the point of
3: encapsulating your placentas only to feed them to your husband. So he'll be <laughs> course, Yes, that's I did take them. I don't
0: remember a flavor. You just kept opening them and putting them in, like, all of his drinks.
2: <laughs> I was just like, look, I've struggled on and off my whole life with depression, mm. and the thought of postpartum really freaked mm. me out, and I heard that... Mm. If you resupply all those nutrients, that your chances of getting it are less. So I was like, "Give it to me." I didn't get postpartum with my first. Mm -hmm. I did with my second, and I didn't do the placenta thing with him, so I don't know. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: You got? I don't remember you going. Do I? I didn't get postpartum with Elliot.
0: But you didn't with you did with Shepherd. Rachel. Oh, well, what you went through. I was, I was damn near suicidal. Sorry. What are you talking about? Well, that was, because um, that was circumstantial. Like her baby, you know, was he was in the NICU and like there were so many things, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, I don't know if that was postpartum depression or if that was just circumstantial it was just, PTSD. It was
3: just trauma. It was trauma. Yeah, trauma. It was trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's different. Yeah. How long was she in the NICU if you mind
2: me? Asking. Oh yeah, so he, or he he was in the NICU for 30 days oh, wow. and then he came home on oxygen for four or five months. Oh, yeah. Wow. Something yeah. like that. It was a rough mm. go. But It was a rough go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was just trauma, that wasn't postpartum depression.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just label it. Did you feel it.
3: any of that? Postpartum? Yeah. Um I mean it's it's so hard because I was I've struggled with kind of high anxiety for many years mm. and unprocessed trauma for sure. Um, but it kind of eventually turned into depression, which I think that that paralleled the pandemic mm-hmm. and having a, you know, kind of being so isolated while pregnant, which it's this joyous thing. And it's like, you know, I I didn't realize that I kind of craved some of the like novel parental advice that you get from yeah. strangers and passerbyers. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so... I think that isolation and disconnection really affected me. And then I had some complications with pregnancy and was like admitted into the hospital about a month before. Oh birth. no. Um and so and she was in the NICU but only for 4 days. She oh, kind of God. defied a lot. But wow. she was she was a, a preemie and so um that was just like scary. hard early on um with the feeding schedules and you know keeping her alive yeah <laughs> that whole keeping her um, alive part can be really challenging so so anyway i think the depression kind of bled into now i have a baby and i'm like oh this is kind of just like i can't i can't quite like time out whether or not this this like precipitated you know if, the, if this was like started from having the baby or you know it got right. worse or just like i've just been depressed but
2: yeah it's better now
3: actually um yeah oh good yeah. That
2: you're at a good age now with her yeah she's that's so a great yeah, she's so
3: fun yeah. and being on the road right. you know it's like every day is new it's fun to be in new cities we get to like you know look up different museums and you know uh, it's just yeah it's, all the fun, fun kids stuff a wild now ride.
0: right like totally. everything you look she, up is
3: like okay what's the best kid museum or like
0: park yes, or whatever you know yes. it's not like what it used to be but it's better it's like I mean I think I really enjoy it you know kids are cool
2: that makes you present too, because you have to be. <laughs> you have to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they're your constant reminder
0: of just staying present. You know what I mean? And just being in the moment. And
3: it's a hundred a hundred
2: percent. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. about the pandemic that was so tricky is the the village, right? Mm-hmm. And especially as a new mom, like it mm-hmm. makes me feel emotional thinking that you had to go through that more alone than most women got to before the pandemic. Because I think becoming a mom in general is isolating mm. because there's a part of you that's mourning your past. yeah, You're yeah. mourning freedom. You're mourning the relationship dynamic of whatever it was before the yep. baby. Oh, yeah, And then the truth of the matter is you have to keep the baby alive. And it's like as much as you read before or talk to people, be- there's nothing like having people to just talk to and be like, when do they teeth? When do they nurse? Right. Like, how right. often do I need to be? Like, they don't come with handbooks. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's, oh, com- yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it's terrifying.
3: It's beyond I terrifying. mean, it seems like you should have a license to, in order to have a baby, but then that's like completely inhumane. And, you it know, gets, like, yeah, how, it goes can you, again. how can you qualify? And oh, God. You don't want government kind of administering that. But it, But it's true. I mean, it's just like it's the most insane job in the world and it's such a shock and shift, you know, going from none to one, you know, it's just like, holy shit, this life, like I didn't realize, and now I have like more energy, Mm. you know, I have more capacity. And like you said, like, they are your greatest mindfulness teacher. Mm -hmm. And that kind of presence is the best kind of anecdote to, to, you know, mental struggles and and stuff, you know, absolutely.
0: And I didn't struggle, you know, after having my daughter. Like, I didn't have to deal with postpartum or anything. But when I got my daughter a puppy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a year and a half ago, I am not kidding. I shit you not. I had post-puppy partum. It's a thing. She she did. It's a thing. Okay? I looked it Rob's up. Rob's shaking his head. Uh, Rob, Google that shit right now. Okay? I got this fucking puppy. And like, you know, it had just got, it's gotten so super easy with my daughter. And then we brought in this fucking baby, but it's not a baby. It's a furry little animal. You can't nurse it. (laughs) I can't put it on the, I got to fucking have it. I got to take it out in the middle of the night outside. To go to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like all these things where things had gotten so easy. I, I hated, right. I hated our dog. <laughs> and mind you, she's eight pounds. She's like the cutest fucking thing. Like she's, and I love her now. I love her to death. What type, what type of dog? Well, she's a shit poo. She's
2: she's yeah, Rachel really did like reject her in the beginning. I I was like, oh, that's how moms feel when they reject their Mm, their babies. Yeah, they're like Mm -hmm. oh my god, I was so surprised myself because I fucking love dogs. Like I love
0: (laughs) I love dogs, I love puppies, I love babies. But it was literally (laughs) also pandemic, I think, induced, which was all Mm. whole other newfound depression and anxiety and all this stuff. And then bring a puppy into it, and you're like, oh no. (laughs) <laughs> oh like, no oh no and yeah it's uh, rob did you find the post puppy partum
1: i'm finding a few things <laughs> <laughs> still...
0: i think any big change like that <laughs> is, is bound to shake things up <laughs> it's i'm gonna look it up if Rob, uh, i mean
1: gonna... it's. i am i'm seeing stuff see
0: <laughs>
4: he just doesn't want to believe he doesn't want to give
0: it to me because he's like no there's no fucking way <laughs> It is. I had to look it up because it was so bad. Anyway, that totally takes away
3: from our whole,
0: like, no, no I mean, and, But it's true. The, and it was crazy. It was awful.
3: <laughs> I mean, I wonder, so many people got puppies in the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mm-hmm. got one, too. You did? Well, yeah, really? I didn't
2: like it either. <laughs> <laughs> I just started liking her this week. And she's two. Because she's not <laughs> peeing on all the beds now. Yeah, because she's no yeah. longer peeing on my beds. <laughs> so, side tangent. This is what I was wondering last night. So I'm watching you guys. Well, first, is a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Last week, <laughs> I mean, a, a few nights ago, I went and saw the play Moulin Rouge. Right? Oh, how it was, was so it? Fun. It was fun. I fucking <laughs> loved it. But it was like, you know, all the songs you know, yeah. not from the movie. Different. So they did a redo Uh, of it, like, you know, mixing all the like current songs. So it was super fun and I'm watching it. And I've always loved theater, doing theater, acting, all of that kind of stuff. My biggest thing in life would be to be a singer, but I cannot sing, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) I'm watching them perform and I'm feeling like oh my God, there's so much inside of me that needs to be expressed. Mm. Like, fuck, I want to jump out of my Mm. skin, you know? So to go from that to then uh, two nights later going to see your show and seeing you pick up the violin, then pick up the guitar, and then sing, I'm like, okay, I need to know this. Do you feel expressed? Mm. Or is it still? (sighs) That is. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that is a- an excellent question and I like you know I think it's it's co- it has kind of a compl- it has a short answer and a complicated answer in short yes you know I think it's so cathartic to perform live and it's such a release yeah and I think it's best when I'm just so able to be so open kind of to what is beyond us you know in a spiritual mm-hmm. way I think I think it's just like that is like Um, Why are we here? You know, it's 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 just beyond kind of uh, ourselves. And so I think when I'm able to be open and channel that and express that connect, you know, then I think that that can spur kind of a catharsis and others who are watching and engaging and we're doing this together, you know, yes, I think that's the most I, I you know, I think that that's like that's my mission as an artist. And that's like the highest goal. Yeah. Mm. Is when you're getting to that point. And part B is it is a bit complicated because I think there's certain songs that just don't really allow f- like they're a different type of song, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's multiple songwriters in our band. And so I think that there's certain kind of approaches to songwriting that are that that don't necessarily bring that for you know. Sure. And and, and it's just like it's in life. You know, there's times you wanna dance, there's times you wanna like feel sexy and there's times you wanna mm just be beyond, like, mm. any mm. of this material, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think just who I am is, like, s- that just resonates, like, to the getting to the deepest part of who we are and, like, how we can connect, mm-hmm. you know, and unify. Like, that is, that is the kind of art and music and performance that I, that I gravitate towards. Yeah. Because watching you, I was like, she's
2: doing what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like I had the conversation with my husband the night before. I'm like, I feel like I need the cork out. And I watched you uncork, which uncorks all of us. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. like you were so tapped in and just Mm -hmm. watching the crowd. That's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things is not just watching the band, but just watching the crowd and what it's doing to Mm -hmm. them and their experience. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that must be the most incredible feeling
3: it is so incredible. It's 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 yes, it's just such an emotional spiritual release, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that like it's interesting because when you're also when your passion becomes your work, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's money thrown in and and voices and you know, it kind of like it's this collaboration that then creates this product that you know, maybe from like the pure vision, it, it, it morphs, you know, because maybe you're trying to chase something that's already been successful or whatever, you know. And I think that when the art is too influenced by that, then it pulls you away from that spiritual kind of um plane. Yeah. So anyway, I'm kind of I'm now I'm tangenting. But no, you're not. You're a a little answering little exactly. Yeah. That's um, exactly
2: what I wanted to know is like, are you getting to that place that's so many of us long, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. as an artist, yeah, that's kind of the goal, right? Yeah.
3: Well, and I think I think it's interesting because I think that um it's been really, really incredible. So we're we're kind of we mimicked our band. We had a mentor Dave Matthews early on in our career, mm-hmm. and their band is like a democratic band, so everyone gets paid the same, you know. Oh wow! And like similar to Radiohead, if you look at publishing, it just says like songs written by Radiohead, you know. Okay. So. I think that that has really like our lawyer said that's one of the best decisions you could have ever made. Yes, mm. um, of course you can like surmise like resentment. It'll build, you know. <laughs> the bands will break up. It's already hard enough. But so anyway, we we have this like collaborative band, this democratic band. Now I'm losing my train of thought. Actually, um, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. I've
2: never heard of him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you met? Have you met him? Do no. You guys know him? no, no, I've just been yeah. to his
2: shows. Yeah, amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's the best ever. That's um, what I hear.
0: I only hear like really amazing things. I don't, I wish I knew more. I feel like so many people are like such hardcore fanatics for Dave Matthews. Yes, you know the Dave yeah, Matthews kind of like, like Deadheads. Right, right. Mm-hmm, it's like this whole mm-hmm. world, and I feel like Rob. How do you feel
2: about Dave Matthews? Not indie enough. Uh,
1: I'm okay with Dave Matthews. I,
2: yeah, you can you can ironically like him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like Radiohead more than Dave Matthews.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, remember the one night we did tinctures? <laughs> <laughs> and we listened to one Dave Matthews song on repeat. Which for, one? Like, I only one know one his... Dave
0: Matthews song, I feel like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it?
0: Look up. Crash into da, me. Da. Oh no. Is that no. not him? Who's who did I just sing?
2: I have no clue. Sing a little more. I, oh no, no. Oh no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crash into me, of course. Yes. Was yeah, it, that? it wasn't
2: that one, but it was the one with his feet and the clouds and his The t- feet and his, his
0: feet and the clouds? Oh. You know what was it a ballad?
2: About? Yeah. Can't think of the title. Oh, it was so good. You
0: guys, I feel like I just sang like Toad the Wet Sprocket or whatever the fuck that I means <laughs> 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 <I was like, laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh dear God. So speaking of collaborating with your band, you collaborated on a human with one of your band members. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's also the band. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's also a unique thing. Yeah. Did you guys meet in the band? Like you were, how did that happen? So no, he actually, he joined the band a few years later um, from its origins, but he, he was playing in bands in like our local Seattle music scene. Um, And we both played this. Have you ever been to the San Juan Islands? Up oh, in yeah. North of Washington? Yeah. So beautiful. I've been to Orcas Island. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, So Dobe Music Festival is on Orcas. No and, way. It's so um, it's beautiful. It's really oh my God. beautiful. It's this charming, charming, like small kind of hippie music festival. So back in the day, his band was performing the same year as, as ours. And a couple of my bandmates like watched his set and were like, in love with him, you know, like, you're so good. And like, you know, and then eventually they're like, you should date Maddie. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm not in a place. He's really nice, you know. And anyway, so so we kind of like met, had like parallel kind of, uh, you know, band careers at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we eventually started dating actually at that same music festival about a year later. No way. But then he joined the band. And so he's like incredible multi-instrumentalist, but he's been like, great friends and supporter of all my bandmates for so long mm-hmm. and it was such a natural fit but it obviously was a question for me sure. and for him like well and for the band like now there's going to be this married couple you oh know? you guys were already married when we joined the ba- um, band yes ah. Yes. awesome so we did a lot apart you know we had yeah. months mm-hmm. apart where I was on tour and he was at home and then it was like now we like work live together now we have a baby and and <laughs> it's such interesting dynamics of course with the group but Mm -hmm. it's incredible because and and just unique to our story where we have to bring the child like i'm i'm a female in the band and we're married like we can't just leave and i'm feeding like we can't leave at home and so it's been such an incredible like colorful experience and i i wouldn't change it but it is like really interesting and challenging
2: of course (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean it's challenging just yeah
0: only seeing them sometimes (laughs) sometimes
3: <laughs> oh I was gonna say it's, it's
2: really challenging yeah. just being a human or married or oh yeah you know too
4: <laughs> or any of
2: that yeah
3: you know and then then you have to share you have to learn how to communicate like we're with everybody you know like so you kind of have to like put up your wall you know you don't want to be like too intimate when right. you're like going to like the festival site with your band you know it's it's just so interesting how we've just had to like figure out how to like navigate
0: our relationship. But your band was like super welcoming and cool with him joining and everything?
3: I mean, it just felt like, and the person that that Maddie kind of took over for, it was his idea too. Like Mm. he tapped, he's like, I want him to Mm -hmm. take my place. So spiritually, it just felt like this is the right decision. We'll figure it out. You know, like you don't want to overthink it. You just like, everything is like, Aligning and we'll just figure it out.
0: Yeah. That's the best way to do it. For sure. Well, when things align, right? And they just flow. That's like in, in anything in life when you're trying to figure things out. If it flows, it's right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're all.
3: fighting, fighting to make it yeah. happen. Yeah.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like in everything.
3: Do you feel like there's a cathartic, have there been moments or projects where you felt that kind of cathartic? release? Or is it different in in acting? Yeah, it's interesting, you know. Well, for sure it's
0: different. I'd imagine doing like theater, you know, it have a similar vibe Mm -hmm. for sure. And I did it like in Mm -hmm. high school. We did plays and stuff. It's a different energy and Mm -hmm. more fulfilling in a lot of ways, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely been projects where you're like, fuck yeah, you know, like this feels good. This feels right. Even what I'm working on right now, it's like, oh, I forgot. Like, you know, you can do things even if it's on television and it's gotten so good that just feels really good and like feels like you're doing something and mm-hmm. you're exercising things inside of you that you don't really get to otherwise. Or at least you you definitely bottle up things or hold things down. And, and it's it's an outlet if it's the right project. And I've had that opportunity, you know, a few times, I think, in in some of the things I've done. But It's interesting, you know, when you meet so many different people and I'm like working with this kid right now that is so committed and expressive and like his role has been such a release and it's really interesting to watch acting in that way and be reminded of like how deep you can go with it and like Mm -hmm. how, how much it can affect people and it's just, it's really interesting, you know, and being a performer to any degree, I've always like, and I understand Olivia, anytime I watch any concert, musical, whatever it is, like, I just cry. I'm just like, mm. even if it's the happiest thing, I'm overwhelmed mm. with like how I feel watching it. And I. so I can't imagine being like you, you know. Just, like, such, like, a badass, mm. like, on stage, like, going for it. And it has to be so mm. freeing in so many ways. And I would imagine it works out a lot of
3: shit, you know? Totally. Which it's also really vulnerable, of course, you know, because you're, yeah. like, doing this in front of, you know, yeah, thousands right. of people. Or, you know, and even even with, like, songwriting, you have mm-hmm. to be so vulnerable, you know, to be able to tap into, like, something that you can connect with yourself, and mm-hmm. and and usually, then others can connect with, right. which I find interesting. Though, like, you can maintain kind of a guarded nature in writing, but mm-hmm. um, and and I wonder with acting, like, do you do the same, or are there certain, you know, projects where you like don't necessarily feel that safety? Mm-hmm. There's definitely projects that just feel like
0: a job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And Mm -hmm. it's just a job Mm -hmm. and you show up and you're going to do this and which is like an amazing job, you know, like totally it's a fucking awesome job. Totally. But it's a job. And then there's certain ones that are like,
3: oh, this feels really good. You know, it's interesting. How do you feel? Because I think this is you touched on something that I have like wrestled with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like there's such privilege to be able to do what we do and to, a, to attain a level of success that mm-hmm. we have, and so you feel like you you feel almost trapped, like you can't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, this and, is so
0: interesting, yeah, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, because you think that that will cancel out the gratitude that you have for where you are, right? So then I think that silences a lot of people when they get to a certain level of success, and I wonder like. And I wrestle with it because, yeah. Um, so anyway, one of my complaints is like, I never wanted music to turn into a job, but there are certain aspects of it that have. Mm-hmm. And like, how do you, how do you get through it? How do you get through <laughs> the jobs that feel like jobs? right? You know, right. and how, um, especially if it's something where you feel like you can't express. Right complain you know, like, how do you It's process, so true. How you- <laughs> like,
0: if, if I try to complain about it, like, Olivia will check me sometimes and be like, hey, right. wait a minute. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't get to see my kid. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I have 16 hours away and yes. she's asleep and then she's asleep when I leave and then I'm working till four. You know, like, there are yes. things that come attached to it that are very challenging. And I always yes. preface it with, not that I'm not grateful, not yes. that I don't yeah, realize do. what I have, yeah. yes. you know, because it is. It's like, you can't, there's no space for the reality of what can come along with it because in a lot of ways it's a fantasy for, for a lot of people and it, it is an amazing thing to have any success at something you're passionate about yes. or want to do. And yes. and I totally feel you because I can only say certain things to the people I'm closest to because you yeah. don't want to sound yeah. like an asshole.
2: But Or to the people that you aren't closest to. Right. You know, right. One thing Rachel does that, at least for me in that situation, because there's been times where it's like she's going to do something that's always been my dream. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't pretend it's something it's not, you know, and we'll have like really honest conversations about Mm -hmm. it where she'll be like, I know you want this thing and I know this, but like, let me break it down. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't going to scratch that. Like, go do a play. Go Mm -hmm. do something where you're being expressed. Write. You know, so we've done like creative things like Rachel will write poems and send them to me. She's a fucking amazing writer. And like we will share different things. Like we did this thing like a monologue club that was like private just for us to like express on deeper levels. And like she doesn't hide it. She's not like, yeah, everything's great. I'm privileged. I can't, you know, Mm -hmm. she's honest that like, yeah, I don't like working outside In the freezing
4: cold. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean?
3: For like 16 hours. Oh my
2: god. Yeah. And I think that so many people too, though, it doesn't matter what your privilege level is. I just had this conversation yesterday with a um a client, and I was like, they apologized for being like, I know I'm privileged, I know I'm privileged. And I'm like, can we just be done with that? Because yes, you are, Yeah. yeah, and it's relative to your experience. Yep. You know, you're not saying that one's better or worse than the other. You're yeah. not claiming anything other than what's your reality yeah. and the honesty that Rachel brings to it, I feel like is helpful for me mm-hmm. as someone who isn't in that
3: right level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I think I think there's such like ex- there's extremes. There's mm-hmm. extreme sacrifices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and extreme rewards. And I think on any human consciousness, like, there are going to be mental health issues right. <laughs> if you don't process accordingly. Right. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. and I think that it's like I, that level, that a level of extreme work, like, comes with such challenge. And, um, you know, I think it's just I wrestle with, yeah, kind of finding the outlets, too. You know, if mm-hmm. you're at this level and you're like this thing is turning into a job and I have to get through it. Right. How do I reconcile that? How do I reconcile with my identity and my artistry? Right. And I think it's come to find out. Yeah. I think that there needs to be some kind of outlet that's outside of. You can call me anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Same. Because similar but different enough, you know, in in worlds. And And I think that, I think that like there's, you know, yeah, this is, this is like so healthy. I feel, I feel, you know, uh, I feel like unless, you know, unless I was like the queen of my domain, if it was like, I controlled every like nut and bolt of any kind of creative, like, pro, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which, which then there would be a downfall because the, the beauty of collaboration of the, and the intrigue of, of projects are like how different people kind of can create mm-hmm. shit. And, but, um but, you know, I think that, it's like if you kind of have to yield yourself in a process, then you do need more of an outlet that you can't control. That's right. And right. so, like the poetry thing is such a beautiful thing. I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. know if you if you know about the kind of iconic classic book, The Artist's Way. Of course, it's my favorite. Yeah. Morning yeah. pages. Morning <laughs> we Talk pages. about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think every human, I you know, like should be doing morning pages, even if you don't consider yourself creative, because I think that just create an outlet and that can spur and inspire. Right. You know, kind of what what you do need to kind of feel fulfilled as a human.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, Morning pages just because I like to, you know, explain, and I think we have before, but if you just wake up and you write any and every thought that comes to your mind and you never read it again, you destroy it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but it's so helpful and so therapeutic.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. I mean, I, lying, I'd lie, be lying if I say I do it every day. I wish I'd did yeah, and same. could. But I've gone
2: through phases. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. go
0: through phases, but it's still there. And it's a really mm-hmm. helpful tool because how often are we not able to quiet our fucking minds and like everything running around in there? And there's so much you're trying to work out. And it's just really smart, I mean, it's a really nice tool to like have and to start your day because it feel like you just kind of set out three on three right pages, foot. right? I don't Is know. it three Is pages? Three
3: pages, which, which my husband, and I always, you know, like. <laughs> We went on a retreat just the two of us before the baby and and he brought his notebook for Morning Pages. And I brought like one of those mini moleskin. <laughs> You're, like, yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> I'm like done.
4: Yeah. You're like, okay, I three did three mine. Mini pages. <laughs> yeah. It can be anything. This way is
2: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: No, but yeah. I think,
0: yeah. I think it can be anything, you know. And I'm always like a big believer in my mom has taught me this. Like, yes, they say you have to do like whatever, three pages, throw it away. It's like, if you do anything. And you're doing anything for yourself. And if you're taking it as an example or a guideline or whatever, you're doing something. And that's like advancing a lot of exactly. things for you personally. Exactly. You know, mini moleskin all the way. Like you say three yeah. words, you're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever totally. it is. And
2: then yeah,
0: totally. you can like literally
2: write fuck, 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 fuck for like, th- and I've and done you're clearing that. Your you're head. clearing the garbage. Yeah. You're yes. clearing your head, you know, and. It's true because I think that the illusion is and that's why I asked you that if you feel expressed because it's like the illusion is like, oh, if I only had this, then I'd feel
4: Mm -hmm. right.
2: And that's Mm -hmm. that's it's not real. So it's like even if you have that. You just said you and your husband are still doing morning pages, right? So even with all that expressing, it's like I think that mm-hmm. we as humans need to find the things that are for us and mm-hmm. just for us in order to like as
0: parents, right?
2: Like as parents for sure. I mean,
0: that's a big thing too. <laughs> like I I to a fault probably like it's always my kid first. But I know that's a good thing, but I mm-hmm. It's like this constant <laughs> battle. Yeah, battle and I have friends that are like, "No, I'm doing this for me. I need to do this totally. for me so I can be a better Boundary. mom." Boundaries yeah. and I'm, and I just I'm not wired like Self-care. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'm mm-hmm. just not. I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. my kid comes first or, you know, whatever it is." I just right. People are just wired differently, and I think it's okay. That's another thing about getting older and everything. It's like acceptance. Like, okay, That's how this person is. This is how this person handles this. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, their preference, whatever. And I have noticed as you get older, like, relationships change a lot in all of your life because you're realizing, like, okay, I completely, like, view things differently or i am wired differently or I don't support Mm -hmm. this. And it's just interesting. It's, like, people you think that you're going to be, you know, forever or lifers. Or it's interesting to see how those relationships change. And it's just it
3: just speaks to how we all change so much. Completely. I feel like as I age and, you know, gain more wisdom from just living and becoming a parent. Yeah. You know, I think the more that I like, for me, I, I, um, you know, I mean, my name's Charity and I think that that has <laughs> been, that's been a lot to live up to. Yeah, for, you know, <laughs> know, you know, I, But I, you know, and so I think I'm like, deeply, deeply empathic to an extent that Mm -hmm. it's like I'm not taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I think the more that I've realized and learned to respect myself and value myself, relationships around me have changed. Right. For me, that's like been one of my biggest life lessons is just like learning to value myself and um, which is like creating boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know. But it gets so blurred with now having a child because I go to my default of like this is you know, you are so vulnerable and fragile Mm -hmm. and I want to protect you at all costs. And usually that means like, you know, not taking care of myself um, when I need it. But, um, you know... I mean, God, life is just, like, one long lesson. Of- Isn't oh, it? Oh, God, yeah. 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 It's it, You know what it is? It's relentless. It just keeps... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just keeps... You think you've learned a lesson, and yeah. then, yeah, and like, then know, the nurse is like, <laughs> you have to learn it again, you yeah. know? It's like, you'll never achieve. You are just the constant pupil, you know?
2: I think, and I wonder this sometimes, I wonder if the people that have it... Like, Rachel always, you know, recently she went through some periods in her life, like during the pandemic and everything where she experienced um, depression, which she spoke about and mm-hmm. anxiety mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But before that, her her nervous system was pretty calm.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: mm-hmm. the things that like I personally struggled with naturally, mentally came easier to her. And for me, in order for me to function... I have to take care of myself first. Like, I, I'm i sober, so I have to, like, mm. go to meetings. I have to tend to that part of me. I have mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do my yoga a certain amount of days a week or I'm n- unwell, like, literally not well. And I wonder if the people that have a calmer nervous system have an easier way of kind of dealing with that where they don't need to do that hmm. or...
0: Or I just hate yoga. <laughs>
2: she hates yoga. I know you hate yoga.
4: <laughs>
2: but like, I wonder. Like, you don't have the motor that's like. Right. Like I, I have to, to do, do the this. yoga. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Like you're like, no, I can take my daughter to the museum, whereas I'm like, no, I have to do the fucking yoga. Right. Like, yeah. an, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. I mean, I'm, I wonder yeah. if it's the motor.
3: I think there's something to be said about the serotonin. You know, that you gain from, like, higher right, intensity. Active and, yeah, yeah, active. But I'm,
0: like, you, Charity, yeah, like, I an am. empath, like, to a fault, you know, all mm-hmm. of those things. And I don't know if that mm-hmm. has to do with it, too. But, yeah, I'm not, like, I know the key is to, like, go for a fucking run. You know what I mean? Like, go walk yeah. outside. Like, help your right. brain, help your— Yes. And, like, that's not my natural go-to, you know? And I definitely— I don't, It's shop pop.
4: It's, yeah, it's online <laughs> shopping. <laughs> That's my exercise. But it,
0: it's just, you know, everyone copes differently. And yeah. it's been a learning curve for me, for sure. Because like she said, like my whole life, I never had to deal with this stuff. I was definitely the person that was like, okay, like everything's okay. Just going around in like a bubble, like totally fine, you know? And that was yeah. just
3: how I was. That's how I was. Really? Really. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm fearless and yeah. just like. Just like, yeah. cool.
0: Everything's mm-hmm. like, whatever.
3: Totally. What did that change for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I guess when I started the band. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. The
3: trauma that came right. with just the sh- just the experiences, you know. It's right. like it's especially especially for like again, you know, kind of a relentless like uh touring uh in van, you know, like you aren't sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um you aren't eating well. You know, you aren't taking care of your Mm -hmm. Mind, body, like anything, and you're away from relationships. It's just like, it's just extreme kind of wear and tear. And so I think that just Mm -hmm. like that, 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 yeah, it's experiences, right? Eating away at my, my hopeful naivete, you know? How old were you when you Uh, started? 25, 24, 25. That's really young. Yeah. It's really young. Yeah. Right
2: out of college. Yeah. Yeah. And to gain success on that level, it's also probably really fuck you with your ego in a way, whether yeah. positive or negative
3: or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we felt the pressure of just saying yes to everything, every opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's just like, we we're like, we're, we're a really hardworking band and it's hard <laughs> to like put up boundaries, you know, when we're all like in this together and no one wants to be the bad guy and say no to something, right? you know, um, it's like when you're autonomous, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. that's really healthy and you can make your own choices. But but right. obviously it's complicated. But you, you for yeah. you, you feel like you, the kind of anxiety and depression is like a pretty recent, yeah. with, like with the kind of onset of the pandemic or before that?
0: Yeah, you know, it's been probably the past five years, I'd say. Uh, it's just life and experiences. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like you live on and things happen. Like you go mm-hmm. through certain traumas and experiences and things that are just fucked up <laughs> not mm-hmm. that I didn't as a child everybody has those too but mm-hmm. for some reason you know being older and really being dealt a hand or two has definitely yeah it's just I, I think the pandemic for sure like skyrocketed any depression that was inside me to the front mm-hmm. and was like oh no you have this in there It's been Mm -hmm. suppressed, but like Mm -hmm. your fucking great uncle like threw himself in front of a train. Like you definitely have it in your family, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever it is. And your grandmother who has whatever, you know, it definitely runs in the family. family, Mm -hmm. And it never even occurred to me, just like you, just like it doesn't even like the naivete of like. No, like, I was, it it was never even a thought. And I have had my best Mm -hmm. friends, Olivia, like, people Mm -hmm. who have dealt with it for so many years and me being the person that's always like, what do you mean? Like, it's just fine. Like, yeah, just just go about your day. Like, what do you mean? And then, right? yeah, it's just,
3: it's just life. It's just fucking, you know? Life is really extremely Mm -hmm. hard for every single person. That's right.
0: (laughs) And I think, yeah, absolutely. And
2: and if it's not it's coming for
3: you
4: yeah Yeah, it's coming for you
3: like don't
0: think you're getting away scot-free you know exactly (laughs) and I still think even for me you know it's not like I'm 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 not like medicating myself you know I don't I'm still dealing with it and coping with it and it's not like Mm -hmm. unbearable and I can't Get out of bed. Function. It's not like I can't function because you know why? I have to. I have a kid. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I didn't have a kid and I was going through it, it would be different. But you're forced as a parent, Mm
1: -hmm. no
0: matter what, you fucking get up, you you know, handle and, mm-hmm. and take care of your kid and, like, mm-hmm. you don't have any other options.
2: Some people do, and they take very different options. Right.
0: That's you true. have
2: chosen to that's take those true. options. Not only that, you've gotten help and you've surrounded yourself in environments that are going to get you out of it. A lot of people right. choose not-so-terrific paths.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that's what everyone does. Of course yeah. not. People definitely handle it differently. Yeah, but me, it's like, no, I don't have a choice. Like, this is my... yeah what I have mm-hmm. to do, you know? I mean, therapy's great. I mm-hmm. yeah. love therapy. <laughs>
2: like,
0: mm-hmm. big fan mm-hmm. of that.
2: <laughs> um, my best friend and husband have the same therapist. How about that? Her husband set me up with, yes, his therapist, yeah. oh, thankfully. Oh. I know it's very cute. So it's cute. It's always like, Linda
4: said,
0: from both of them. They're like, well, Linda said. <laughs> you yeah. like, oh, did she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great tool. It's like another tool, you know? And I, I see it in my kids sometimes. Like, all kids have a certain degree of anxiety with things, right? Like mm-hmm. just in this anxiousness that I wouldn't ha- recognize normally but having a new experience with it, I'm like, "Oh. Okay." And then as mm-hmm. a parent you're always like, "Oh fuck, is this going to be something?" Like, you know, you spiral and that's another form of anxiety of like <laughs> right. spiraling Future about fear. every yeah. Yeah. Of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm driving mm-hmm. behind my kid today and she's in a convertible with her grandparents and I instantly had the thought like a a car could hit them and she'd flip and there's no roof and like my kid would (laughs) die like and I'm like oh no oh no yeah (laughs) like oh no the fear anxiety depression like it's going in my brain it's taking over the fear like fuck
2: (laughs) it's so brutal dude. oh my
0: god it's so brutal
2: so really yeah right
0: and I'm like in my head I'm like wait stop you're just letting fear control everything right yes, now. You're, yes. you're you're letting anxiety do the thing. And I'm like, what is happening? Am I just really tired? Like what? I try to like look at it and be like, why am I doing this?
2: Yeah, but you <sighs> sent me an article the other day that what? my husband and I were beefing on where our kids gonna go to school because we had very different um upbringings. Or- very different. Yeah. Yeah, he went to private school. I Uh went to public school. Uh He's a doctor. I got kicked out of five high schools. I'm Uh pushing for the (laughs)
3: private school. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because you're you're kind of like, oh, no, finish, finish. No, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah,
2: don't do what I did. Let's put him in. mm -hmm." Yeah, yeah, totally. For sure. And we were like really not coming together on it. And we've got major tools, you know, but Rachel sent me this article (laughs) that's like, well... I don't even remember the article. <laughs> what did I send you? It was that, you know, when you have a baby, you know how oh. um, they get our stem cells, mm-hmm. the baby. But now they've just did a case or some sort of study in Rome where they're proving that we as the mother now, mm-hmm. we get their stem cells. So they're not ever out of us. So like mother's intuition, like mother's part of them yeah. is Inch. inside of us. I'm like, oh, oh send yeah, I, I sent yeah. it to her because I was like, it, it, I know, it, I think Jeff it was this. Bruce Lipton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was it Bruce was. Lipton who was like amazing. He uh-huh. talks all about the like psychology of raising children uh-huh. and so many different things. But it's like, yeah, I
0: was like, just show Jeff this. He's still inside you. You know, it's best <laughs> for him. And that's the school he go to <laughs> yeah. exactly. And
2: the mom's frontal lobe grows, too, which is completely different than right. the man's. It right. doesn't happen to the man. Right. So it's like when you have those thoughts about your daughter. Your daughter, Briar.
0: <laughs> it's because. Don't what? You mean because I know and it was going to happen? No. No, <laughs> it's because like,
2: the, the, the frontal lobe gets bigger, which controls the fear center, right? Right. And so Got it. we have a different level of fear and connection. So put connection and fear together, you're fucked. Right. Fuck, man. It's awful. Yeah, my husband will be like, just don't think that.
0: I'm like, <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice, Rob? Do you ever have those fearful thoughts as a parent, as a father? Do you go there?
1: Not too much, no.
0: See, does Natalie sometimes... though? Maybe Natalie doesn't.
1: I don't think she does. uh She probably does, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're
3: told, looking for common humanity yeah. here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I told Jeff recently because my husband grew up in a really like cozy like. Two parents together, uh-huh. married, mm-hmm. no trauma, uh-huh. no nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whereas where I grew up, like bad things happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the difference between us is I know bad things happen. Mm. And so if the fear gets mm. triggered when the smallest, like yeah. f- when the fever yeah. goes over 102. Right. My body's going to respond different right. to him because I'm like, bad things are happening. Bad things are <laughs> happening. You know what yeah. I
3: mean? Worst case scenario, worst case scenario, worst case scenario.
2: Yeah. But we work on it. But we work on it, right?
0: Yeah. What else are you going to do, right? You'd walk around like, and I've experienced people with children that like, it's only anxiety all of the time. Like it's only fear. And I'm like, imagine living in that. I don't know.
3: I feel like you can tell, you know, like the developed nervous systems of different kids too, you know, like, thank God, you know. Frances is establishing herself to have a solid one as of now, mm-hmm. you know, and she, she feels that kind of love surround from us. Mm-hmm. And you just, you see her kind of having less fear and being mm-hmm. more kind of socially engaged, like she'll just, you know, hive to everybody, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have to worry, like she, she's like, I don't have to worry about trying to survive, Right. you right. know, I'm able to just thrive and right. be curious and you know i think it's it's so it's so interesting to see that in such young humans mm-hmm. and observe you know and then there's this other kid that you know that's like Like, given, granted, they could just be shy. Right. But, you know, it's like they seem more closed off to the world and to that connectivity. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, oh, what happened to your nervous system? What kind of experience and childhood trauma, which will follow you the rest of your days.
0: Oh, absolutely. You can tell so much, even by a child, you know, their personality or how they're Mm -hmm. interacting with stuff. And I I will say, Mm -hmm. I got the best compliment last night. Jack. Davenport I don't know he's he's been in so many. he's a wonderful actor and I'm working with him right now and he was around Briar like she was hanging out and he was like your child is so grounded look you in the eye Mm. have a conversation and honestly it was the best compliment I could ever receive in my life was like that my kid Mm. is like secure and Mm -hmm. grounded and kind Mm -hmm. and like all Mm. and I'm like that is all that fucking matters you know yes I was like, yes, I don't need to hear anything about myself. I don't care about anything yeah.
4: else. Yeah. But just knowing You're that, like, but how was my yeah. acting
2: in that scene?
0: But like, other than that, like, how amazing am I? Because you know, like. that uh, what that's saying. Talk, yeah. Tell me more about my amazing so, But child. more about me. Um, but yeah, and it's so true. And and it's just a testament <laughs> to like surrounding them with such love and just security. And what you were saying earlier, how you're Mm -hmm. touring with her and getting her used to things early. They only know and like they adapt to what they're exposed to, right? So like you're just, and they're so adaptable. You know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. starting that early is so huge. It's like the same thing. That's what we've been
3: told. Yes. Yeah. It's like if she, she'll be flexible then from here on
0: out. She's like change,
3: change, change, change versus I want this rigid, you know, stability or whatever.
0: Right. Um, no, they're used mm-hmm. to what you surround them with. And mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. And I think it's super cool. And like they said, you do that with dogs.
2: And I did it with the, my fucking dog. I hate it.
4: <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Like, it's the same thing. Train them early.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Dang, I didn't get that note. Uh, yeah, you
4: on
0: the other hand.
3: <laughs> Is your dog with you right now?
0: No, we didn't bring uh, her.
4: Because she's you like, hate her. <laughs>
1: Cuz I hate no,
0: her. her. No, she loves her. She loves her now. No, I love her now, but she's very sassy and I don't know how she would do on a plane. See, that's the one thing we didn't do was uh, put her on a plane early. Oh. Which was a mistake, see? If you don't start early, then you're kind of fucked. But I don't right. know. She's very sassy and very opinionated, but
2: maybe one time I'll try it. I don't she's know. She's really not that bad. At all, like the whole time, I'm just like she's quite pleasant. Like uh-huh. she's great. Yeah, yeah. She just had an aversion to her from the beginning. But you love her now. I love her.
0: Oh, I love her. I love yeah. absolutely love. I love her to death. She's so cute. Oh, but yes, it was it
3: was a rough go in the beginning. <laughs> <sighs> we'll have to look up. Did you end up googling the yeah toad puppy part, part of puppy, part puppy.
0: it was there? He just doesn't
3: want to give it to me. I'm telling you.
1: I I said it was there. <laughs> It there. So, it I mean, there. I everything I mean, is there on Google. He's so defeated. It's just
0: verifiable opinion. He's so defeated. He's like, damn it, <laughs> it exists. Oh, if we gosh. look into
1: it more and talk about it on the podcast, it makes it more real, though. So
3: yeah, let's what? just leave that.
1: It, it. Yeah. It, it, it exists real. on the internet.
0: It does. I know. I experienced it, Rob.
1: <laughs> the lowest of standards. It
3: exists on the internet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot
3: of articles
0: about it. Yeah, it's a thing, guys so Ah, good i know well this has been such a lovely conversation i have to say um it's been thank you so much thank you for taking time i know it's wonderful you're on tour and you have a little one and we really appreciate you taking the time
3: to do this this is so great this is so out of the ordinary from our day-to-days and it's it's just great to have to be able to talk in a really authentic you know and um wonderful way you know just about yeah about life. Yes. And
0: we like to keep it very open and safe around here to yeah, discuss anything yeah. and everything.
2: And Heck yeah. Will you sing us out? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, really quick, really quick before we wrap. Last night I was noting that, yeah. you know, um, every time you would come in and sing, the crowd... Like it was never missed on the crowd. Every time you came yeah. in, they just roar, yeah. How does that feel? Uh, it's cool. Cause it it it's not suck. like they're like, hey, yeah, she's she's in the band, she's singing. Like that's what she does. It's every time she comes in, yeah. you hear, Yeah. That's like so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's really wonderful. I mean,
0: and how cool! Like the best, yeah. And your daughter gets to see that and hear that. I know she's gonna grow up watching mommy, and that's the other thing. And daddy together in a band for sure. But like, and I was having this conversation again last night. It was like, but how cool for your daughter to see a successful working mother, and like, yeah, yeah, how cool that is. Same, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like it's so true for her to, Mm -hmm. to have that role model of like, fuck yeah, my mom, like. Kicked ass, like watching yes. everything you're creating and the response mm-hmm. to it. There's nothing mm-hmm. better than that,
3: you know. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately run off stage and like breastfeed her to yeah.
0: bed.
4: <laughs> that's it. Because
0: <laughs> you're a fucking that's... badass. Like, yeah. that is like woman in, like, that is just, I'm
3: just in awe of you. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, truly. So inspired by the same exact thing in you. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, Thanks. To, you yeah, know. badasses.
0: Badass, breastfeeding bitches. life holistically. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Breastfeed
3: till tree, at least. At least <laughs> our prescription. <laughs> for sure,
0: for sure. Um, so lastly, what we do on our way out of the, these little thing conversations, we play a game called Mary Berry One Night
2: Stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are the people? Do you remember? Rob wanted like a bunch of obscure Obscure, cool cool
0: bands so that he could look cool. (laughs) Yeah, so he could look cool. And we're like, no. They
1: they wanted a bunch of like old men.
0: We did. (sighs) Whatever. We're older. It's a game, Rob.
3: (laughs) And so it's Mary Barry. What is it? Yeah, Mary Mary Barry
2: Barry. Like (laughs) B-U-R-Y.
3: One Night Stand.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay, Here's your. We got Leon Bridges. Uh Uh-huh. We got Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and who is the third one? <sighs> um... Rob, you can throw one in there. Go.
1: Who was the first one?
0: Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges.
1: Leon Zach. Um I was trying to go like Kurt
2: Cobain,
1: Billy. But he's Corgan. already gone. I
2: mean,
0: then you know. Alright,
3: right, right. Um you took my answer then, yeah. It's like if he's already dead. Yeah. It'd yeah. <laughs> be too easy. <laughs> what about uh, Justin Bieber?
2: No,
0: Justin Timberlake, because Bieber okay. was
2: young. <laughs> okay. Justin
0: Timberlake. This is a very
3: eclectic myth. We like that's to keep it the, spicy. We like, we like <laughs> to really
2: get
0: to know you. You yeah. would learn a lot. Oh my gosh. Leon Bridges. Justin Timberlake.
3: Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Okay, and again, the three options are Mary Barry one night
2: stand. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um wow okay
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: if my husband and my child
4: listen to this um
3: uh, okay let's see I would probably bury Justin Timberlake <laughs> um uh <laughs> <laughs> you fuck Leon yeah yes one yes. night Stan yes, Leon. Leon and then I'd marry Zach yeah it'd yeah. be hella fun that would be fun that'd I be a fun marriage. humor, humor is the like success to any relationship it's absolutely the answer absolutely
0: to everything yeah make a girl laugh you'll keep her for a few days <laughs> um well, charity thank you again so much
3: <laughs> thank you for your time both yeah, of your time yeah really appreciate yes. it yeah grateful. yeah and
0: good luck on the rest of your tour I know it's like thank you but so awesome yeah, and I have to I can't wait it. to come the next time I've,
3: yeah yeah that would be so awesome please come out
0: yeah and congratulations on your little thank girl you. thank you so much love you Rachel yeah. I'll come ah, enjoy you. enjoy right, the rest call of okay I'll call you. bye guys have bye. fun in my house. Bye.
2: Red vines or Twizzlers. More okay. Red
1: vines. Red vines are better. Thank red, you.
2: Red vines are
0: better. I might eat a Twizzler. Like, nope. It tastes like fake lipstick. I understand, but I might. But I definitely prefer a red vine. Yes, Rob. What?
1: What about regular Twizzlers or pollen Peel Twizzlers?
0: Regular. What's that? They. Oh, I love she the pull doesn't and Peel know. ones. She's a red vine person. I know. I what don't, don't
1: talking eat, about. I don't Super eat red candy vine. really at all. You don't so eat those.
2: candy at all. No. I was sneaking Calvin Sour Patch Kids at the concert because as a mom, yeah. sometimes you must have those on deck.
0: Absolutely. Always have. So it's so funny, you know, you become a parent, and there's all these things you're like, I'm not going to do that, and yeah. they're not going to have a lot of sugar, and they're not going to watch TV a lot, and you know what? Bribery goes out is the window alive and quick. well. <laughs> yeah, it goes out the window real quick. Anytime I know we're going to be in the car a long time, I always have something. In my purse.
2: Yeah. I was with my friend at the gym, and she's like, I have to leave. I have to go get my kid jelly beans before I go. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I got some in my purse. You're good. (laughs) Here, you can have these. Always. Yeah, it's bad.
0: You know, there's a strategy to most things with children. Like, you have to strategize, and you have to be
2: prepared. We were so good in the beginning, though. Elliot didn't have sugar and... His first taste of sugar was his first birthday.
1: Yeah, that's how Calvin did it. Yeah. And then
2: right. it was like...
0: Right. And then, you know, like Briar's first birthday, we made her birthday cake, and it was like sweetened with applesauce. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Same. it goes out yeah. the fucking window, <laughs> like real yeah. quick. But she, the first time she ever tried ice cream, gosh, I have a video, and it's the cutest thing ever. But like, how excited they get. Like sugar, I mean, sugar is really a... It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I love sugar. And it's really bad for you. It's really—what's your favorite sweet? Both—Rob, you said you don't mm. eat candy, but I want to know your favorite sweets. So I
2: crave cookies every day. You also love ice cream. I, I crave cookies and ice cream. The, you know what the interesting thing is, though, is that for three years, I ate a half a pint of ice cream every single night, okay? That's real. While I was breastfeeding, when I gave up breastfeeding, I haven't been eating a lot of ice cream. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think my body wanted like the fat to produce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more milk or something. Um, so now I'm, I love like a crumbly peanut butter cookie, is oh, so my peanut favorite. butter is your thing. I think so. What's your favorite sweet? Me? Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> you, know, you know what's <laughs> interesting
0: about me um i don't like cake i'm not a cake person I know, it's weird i know i don't like cake i really despise chocolate cake i don't like chocolate cake disgusting love it but okay there's a few things that like i will be very excited about and we've been talking about it i know this is after the fact, but my birthday is whatever. So they've been talking about what do you want for your birthday, right? I love homemade rice crispy treats.
1: I I love making rice crispy treats too, actually.
0: But do you do them, love like rice fancy treats. or do you do traditional?
1: I do traditional. Traditional. Good. I'm so
0: happy to hear it, Rob. I was worried you'd be like, and then still, I, like,
1: do you brown like the butter or some no, shit? There's still a technique to it. Though. What is
0: it? What's your I tell? mean, it's still the
1: recipe, but it's like,
0: what's your
2: technique?
1: I. I'll make them and you can tell me if they're exactly the same or not.
2: Hmm. Hmm. I feel like he browns it. Do you like put brown sugar in the butter or something? No, no. It's all the
1: same. It's just how you.
0: No, but I do like making homemade chocolate chip cookies and browning the butter. So you get like that, that like nutty. Like little crispy on the outside, soft in the middle. No? Yeah.
1: Yes. Some flaky salt on top. Yes. So I
0: will, another thing I oh yeah salted chocolate chip cookies yes. and done right fuck yes what I love my great grandmother, she was big in cooking and baking and a packaged brownie right in a box, and you put oh, marshmallows uh-huh. you put marshmallows or she may have done marshmallow cream I don't remember but you put marshmallows in the batter and then when you bake it, that is probably one of my all time favorite things. Like That's I will get amazing. down with the whole pan of it but it has to be packaged brownie. It can't be homemade fucking rich, fudgy like blech. I need a classic. Your family's
2: box. amazing bakers.
0: And co- yeah, my aunt Carol is an ama- so I just what I'm going to do with my with Briar, we're going to make my aunt Carol's holler recipe bread. Mm-hmm. We're going to make two loaves of bread either tonight or tomorrow. I'm into cuz we've been watching The Baking Championship. We're still watching it. And I now want to bake bread. So we're going to do that.
2: My favorite is your Aunt Carol's... Um, pound cake. Is it the pound cake with the chocolate chips in it? Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, oh that she is loves pound so cake. insane. Did I give you cookies for Christmas that I make?
0: Yes. Rob makes delicious oatmeal cranberry... Yes, uh,
1: white chocolate cranberry oatmeal cookies.
4: Yum! That i cookie makes person. Me,
1: everyone makes me make them for them on Christmas because I... <gasps>
4: That's so a few cute. years ago, I
1: did it, and people love them.
0: I feel like I got mine late or something. I didn't have them fresh, and that was a big miss. I don't think that's
2: true.
0: I thought I was
4: gone. <laughs> she
1: just didn't. You eat might, them. I mean, yeah.
0: Anyway, they were really good. I love cookies. I will always, oh, and I love like a crisp or a crumble. Yeah. Like warm with ice cream. I'm not huge on pie. Me neither. I like peach pie,
2: banana cream pie. Those are my favorite. There's a
0: place called Pie and Burger that's out in Pasadena. And in the summer, they have fresh peach pie. And it's amazing.
2: FYI. I don't like like berry pies and stuff like that. But I love chocolate cake. Ugh. How do you not like it? I don't like it. And I Hmm. will always
0: go for like C's candy over most things.
2: you and I. Oh, we go, we get down. We never pass a sees candy and, and don't not stop. stop. It's like a thing. Like, oh, there's a sees candy. There's a
0: candy. But you know what else I love, which is not all, com- not, not common, but not everybody, are dark chocolate covered orange peels. Nope. Yuck. <laughs> Rob, you didn't say your favorite thing.
1: Um... <laughs> Probably donuts.
0: Oh, I love donuts. Well, yeah, the butter salt. We've been over this by Sidecar. Yeah. yeah,
1: Or like a budino.
0: What is a budino? <laughs> is that like the big <laughs> Lebowski was, of donuts? I didn't even want to <laughs> I didn't say it.
1: was scared to say it. <laughs> what the fuck it's is like a, a budino? It's like an Italian dessert. It's like a panna cotta kind of. It's like a caramelly.
4: It's like a flan?
1: Salty. No, 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 no. It's more like uh, pudding texture, I guess.
2: Like a creme brulee-ish? Hi-
1: Hippo has a budino that's like a, a oh, okay. butterscotch oh, yeah, salted. Yeah. It's budino. like a pudding
2: thing. I love that.
1: It's more caramely than pudding though.
0: Growing up, I never liked did you guys like jello pudding or jello? I
2: hated <laughs> both. Jell-O. hate both.
0: Hated. Oh, hate I like Jell-O. pudding.
2: I hate jello.
0: Oh, I hate both. I hate jello.
2: It reminds me of being in the hospital.
0: Okay. I can see Like that. whenever
2: you'd go visit someone in the hospital, there'd always be like jello on the tray or ugh. do you know what I miss willies. from
0: my childhood do you guys remember kudos
2: your dad <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you have daddy issues
0: that was good Lou that was a good one kudos do you remember kudos bars
2: yeah I loved kudos yeah Rob doesn't I like they food a lot then I think I I'm hungry <laughs> I used to switch lunches with this girl I'll never forget it in my did life did you and like Rachel, her <laughs> no no We had a deal. People would line up and and switch up their lunches and you had to put your name on a waiting list for Kuka's Burritos. Her name was Kuka and her mom made her these little burritos. But for some reason... This was a student? This was a student. And Mm -hmm. it would be like, I'm Tuesday for Kuka's Burritos and you'd switch her your lunch and you'd get one of her burritos. And it was like the perfect bean and cheese burrito. Yeah, Like I've never to this day... Had anything close to Cuka's burritos?
0: Have you had Yucca's burritos in Los Feliz?
1: Yeah, bean and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are pretty good. There was a guy in Chicago called the Tamale Guy Mm. that (laughs) he'd go around all the bars with a cooler and
4: sell tamale,s
1: and they were incredible.
0: Tamale, or tamale, tamale, (laughs) yeah, tamale. Oh! I know, because that's when he just said
2: it. I was like,
0: hmm. Yeah, no, tomorrow." Here we go. See, the game lives Let's, on.
2: Week after <laughs> week. <laughs> it was funny. We were driving, and when you grow up in Los Angeles, there's certain streets that everybody says and everybody knows, right? And, like, we were on La Cienega the other night, and my husband's from Pittsburgh, so he's like, "What should I turn right on La Cienega? And I'm like, <laughs> on what, babe? And he's like, on La Cienega. And I'm like, La Cienega. Yeah, like, no. He couldn't do it. That He couldn't S- say it? He couldn't say it. He kept being like, La Cienega. And I'm like, no, <laughs> La Cienega. Oh, wow. Rob, yeah, there's a lot he, like that.
1: Yeah, Had, La, C- La Cienega. Yeah. I mean, Los Feliz is one, too. It's people, not, yeah. People well, because really Because
2: it should Los be, it should be. Los Feliz. Los yeah. Feliz. yeah. Yeah, that's something Jeff would say. He'd be like, I have to go out to Los Feliz. Los, Los Feliz, right?
4: Los. Los.
0: Well, we say Los Angeles, right?
1: That's because it's spelled. You say uh, Los no, Angeles? Yeah. Uh, Los <laughs> Angeles. Yeah, it's Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, it's the same, Rob. <laughs> yeah. You say Los Angeles? Yeah. It's Los Angeles.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there are a
0: lot of things like that, though. Yeah, there are. I Ross people all the time.
1: You say Las Vegas, right? Oh my god.
0: Yeah. What happens Mute. in Las Mute. Vegas stays in Las Vegas. <laughs> 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 but do you not Ross people with like I know you don't, Olivia, with like grammar or you know, hey. hey. What? <laughs> well, you can you're admittedly not great with <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> With that stuff, like, do you guys, if someone says you're, like, you are, but it's you are, and they write Y-O-U-R, how do you feel about that?
1: I notice it, but I don't, I'm not going to correct them.
2: Only my best, only my best friends. Well, yeah, yeah, it
1: depends on who it is. Right. If it's, like, if, yeah.
2: That's not true. You do it if you want to, like start a fight too no
0: I do it to be funny if like someone writes me a whole thing and they're mad and it's like a mean text <laughs> and the whole thing my only response is I do an asterisk and correct their grammar
1: <laughs> yeah do you get a lot of those <laughs> yes Plonging. for some reason we...
0: people are always <laughs> mad at me over text
1: <laughs> what's the last what's the last thing that that happened with
0: It wasn't me. It was someone else that was showing me. And I said, your only response here is asterisk Y-O-U apostrophe R-E.
2: Oh, yeah. It was me to David because he wrote me some (laughs) trolly text message. (laughs) And
0: he knew it wasn't your response. And then I wrote
2: back that. And he goes, oh, great. Now you're having people spell check and read your text messages to you. (laughs) Like he knew it couldn't have been me. Yeah, he knew it couldn't
0: have been you. Ew, we got
2: in a big fight the other day, which I'm going to have to tell you about and okay. he got so mad at me he's like why don't you just talk about it on your podcast. Oh. Yeah, we're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What did it, what was it
2: about? <laughs> it was a real fight. It was really? a real fight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is like her best
2: yeah, miscommunications, all of that, but it got to the point where he was like I'm done faking this friendship to Jeff. <gasps> yeah. And it's her oldest
0: I, male friend. We've been friend.
2: best friends since um 6th grade. Yeah. It was a real fight. And they're supposed to come over this weekend. And They're coming down? Yeah, they're supposed to. But I think that Alex may just come with the kids because we're in such a big fight. You're still in a fight. Yeah.
1: Well, he's done faking the friendship with you, too. That's why he's coming He weekend. said,
2: I'm done faking this friendship. What a dick. He can be such a dick. I know.
1: He can be such well, a dick. That seems intentionally.
2: Oh, he lives to ruffle my feathers. However, when you cross the line into Jeff's feathers, we're in a different...
1: Well, but he probably knew that, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other enchilada. My grandpa used to circle my misspelled words if I'd write him cards or letters and send them back to me in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) That's hardcore. (laughs) Hardcore.
0: Hardcore Oh
2: man And when you go to his house He'd play the dictionary game with you
0: What is the dictionary
2: game? Where you just scroll through the dictionary And wherever it lands You bring up a word And everybody has to say What the definition is And how you spell it
1: What What happens if you get it wrong? You have to sleep outside that night? I
2: never would play Because of my dyslexia I would just Dodge it I was going to try to look up a word and quiz you. (laughs) Let's do it to Rob. No, no, no. no. I mean, it's not fair to do it to me because of my learning differences. Pathologize.
1: Pathologize? Yeah. P-A-T-H-O-L-O-G-I-Z-E.
0: What's the definition?
1: I, I don't know.
0: Regard or treat someone or something as psychologically abnormal. Why is that the first word that came up when I Googled
2: dictionary? Yeah, I'm like, "Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) Google knows you.
2: So, how do you use it in a sentence? Don't pathologize
0: him without knowing his actual diagnosis.
2: Oh my God. My mom yesterday, Jeff, they do IVs at Jeff's work and at the hospital. No. it's <laughs>
1: <That's>
2: crazy. <laughs> no, he works at Next Health and they do like health optimization IVs and all that fun stuff. And he was saying like, oh, we got to get you a cocktail, like vitamin B and whatever. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And my mom's like, you know, when I was young, we used to do that. And they would put a little methamphetamine in it. <laughs> I was like, Mom, (laughs) he's not shooting people with meth. (laughs) And I was like, who used to do that? And she'd be like, oh, this doctor. He would do these cocktails and put just a little meth for a little pick-me-up. And I'm like, that's a doctor Uh, feel-good? That's not normal. (laughs)
4: Well,
2: Coca-Cola used to feel real good. (laughs) They used to have meth in it, right? Except Coke, hence the name. Cocaine. Oh, actual cocaine. Hence
0: the name Coca-Cola. Where do you think that came from? There was cocaine in it.
2: Cocoa name. beans or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I never put much thought into it. What does Pepsi come from? You got the right one, Pep- baby. Pep smears. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Pep smears. Is <laughs> oh, that how
1: you guys pronounce it?
2: Tell us something about how you feel about your birthday. How do you feel about that?
0: So, like, you get older and birthdays, like, I would rather just, you know, it's like, whatever. It's only about kids' birthdays at this point in life. And you think about your kids' birthdays and, like, your birthday. People are different. Some people go all out. And that's great.
1: Are you feeling old?
0: I will say, like, working on this project I did recently, like, I've never felt older. Because there were, like, younger kids working. You know, these kids who are just starting out and they're so into it and, like, you know, everything's new, and myself and one of the co-stars, Jack, uh, who's been doing it for 30 years, we were like, you know, the old mom and pop on set and being like, oh, well, you know.
1: <laughs> did, did you take a different role on set than you normally do? Well, clearly
0: like... from how I just spoke, I was the grandpa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean, were you... More like mentor versus... Yeah, so I
0: basically adopted the kid. I call him a kid. He's 22, but he's youthful, Reed. And I love him. And I became his set mother. <laughs> and that was my first experience, like really taking in, you know, the younger kid and like pulling him aside and having conversations. And, you know, that was new. And it was really sweet, though. Love him. Love him. He's just so
2: young. Did you have a moment of like, whoa, how did I get here? I'm that person now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's more like it's hard growing old in this business and like paying attention to the other things. Like, oh, like, well, I didn't do Botox or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, it's a weird, that's a weird thing. And I don't think I'll be able to watch it because I don't want to see myself
2: on screen, I don't think. I have those moments, like Jeff and I went to parent night at Elliot's school last night for the first time. And we were in hysterics because I looked at him and I was like, we're
4: parents.
2: (laughs) And it's like I wanted to raise my hand and be like, we're parents. (laughs) You know, like, how did we get here? Yeah, like you're at the back to school night.
1: I still feel like we're kids when we are around other parents. Same. Like kindergarten drop off. Like, who are these old people dropping their kids off?
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like that and I'm probably a lot older than them. Well, Rob, I think most people are a lot older than you. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah
1: they <laughs> are. Yeah. They are.
0: You guys are young, you and Natalie, you know, with kids. With yep. a kindergartner.
1: Yeah, we see people your age that drop off and <laughs> see Nicole and
0: Yeah, I know. You know, Briar is signed up for so many things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like soccer mom. Right? I really want a minivan though. Like really. I'm trying to convince Olivia to get one.
2: She is. She's pitching it hard.
1: To get one for you?
2: No, for, she needs a new car. She should get the minivan. I could probably use it. Yeah. I definitely need a third row. I
1: yeah, like the, the Tesla's got a third.
2: No. I feel like the Tesla's Tesla. too small for
1: us. Uh, it's pretty spacious inside. Is it really? Even... Because it
2: looks small. Like, we're a lot. Like, with our dog and our two boys and...
1: Well, I don't know. Natalie's got a mid-sized car. And my Tesla sedan is, like, more spacious inside.
0: That's <laughs> why she needs the minivan. I'm telling you. They're nice. They're all, like, super, like, done up now.
1: What You drive one, right?
0: No. <laughs> I wanted one. Don't get me started. My whole car debacle.
1: <laughs> what, what happened?
0: Well, then I decided to get a small car. And when it showed up, it had gold seatbelts and gold they rims. They were bright. And I cried. <laughs> just like the plate of cheese.
1: What car was it?
0: <laughs> it was a little Volvo plug-in thing. But it was like polystar. Did
1: whatever. they send you what or something?
0: No. No. no? I actually ordered the car.
1: <laughs> and where is it? It's not outside now. <laughs>
0: no, I tr- I cried and I stuck with it for a little bit. And I remember like the first week I had it, a pebble cracked my windshield. Like it was just doomed from the start cried and i said i need i need a different
2: car
1: something always happens to my car the first like two three weeks i get it to always like scratch it or
2: yeah that's like
1: and then nothing and then i'll well knock on wood i've had cars where nothing has happened after that though
0: what what happened to the tesla uh
1: my friend matt opened his minivan door into it and dented the side of it
2: (laughs) oh matt's got a minivan
1: Uh, He was borrowing it from his brother while he was in town.
2: You know what was cute is last night when we were at our open house, Jeff saw a Jeep, okay? And we've talked about this. Rachel doesn't think he should get a Jeep. He thinks he should get a Jeep. Anyways, there was this Jeep that was like all swooped up, top off, huge rims that were like bright red. The front of it looked like a shark. Like it was like a thing. And we start talking. The lady's like, oh, I see you're checking out my Jeep. It was a woman's car. And we're like, yeah, the sweetest story. I started tearing up. Oh, no. Yeah. She got it because she had... And, of course, she says this to me. She's like, I got it because I have a son who is nonverbal. And, yeah. mm -hmm. And he got really into cars and really into trucks. And it was a way of bonding, like, going over that. So she got the car and he helped pick everything out and design it. And it was the way she got him to start talking. Wow. And so now she drives around this like swooped up Jeep for her <laughs> little boy.
0: That's so sweet. I can't wait to see what Shepard creates for you. <laughs> it's going to be like, a dragon that's car. That's
2: a good mom. She's that's just amazing. like, yeah. That's awesome. Got him awesome. into something.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's something you would do. And you're going to be rolling around. In a dragon car,
2: you one hundred percent a thousand.
0: Oh, I love that story. That's really
2: sweet. How do you feel about celebrities protecting their privacy really intensely? Example. Example, like someone says, "Oh, I don't want anyone to say that about me because I'm incredibly private and."
1: Yeah, do you, do you think going into the industry, you're kind of signing up for that? Yeah,
2: what are your thoughts on that? Because it's it's something I'm very interested in. Well, I think there's
0: truth to that because you're signing up for it so you know it comes along with it if mm-hmm. you succeed, right? And I remember, like, I feel like Johnny Depp would always talk about it's the nature of the beast. Like, you know, it comes along and the paparazzi or whatever it is. Um, You know, I struggle... Personally, a lot with that fine line of like privacy with personal stuff to talking about it. And then the podcast is better. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> well, have you felt any relief, though, when it's like you're controlling what you put out in this space?
0: No, I have an anxiety attack every time anything I say actually is listened to <laughs> or out there. I fucking freak out. And I'm like, I can't do this.
2: I can't do this anymore. But it is interesting. That conversation of like celebrities that get super private when they are also signing up for their life. Like, I get it. You're not signing up for your so-called life to be public. However, part of the job is being in the public eye. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to explain to my mom because she was like, she hasn't listened to the podcast, which I'm really happy about. Um <laughs> But I said, oh, Rachel's very candid. And she's like, that's so interesting because Rachel's always been so publicly reserved and sweet and polite and man, like you're just, you know, the perfect girl next door. And I'm like, yeah, but the people that are really close to her know the real her. And I feel like you are the real you on this podcast. And like... I'm, like, having a panic attack right now as we talk about it. Oh, you are? (laughs) Okay, why? No,
0: i just... Because I struggle with that. Because I don't... I don't know. It's a fine line. Like, you put yourself out there. Like, an example, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the Kardashians, who have their show, and everything is put out there, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But they're also massively successful and... All of that. Right. So you look at that and you're like, is that just because there's no filter and not a lot of protection, you know, for their privacy? Mm -hmm. And like, what is that? So and I know other celebrities that are like very open, like Chrissy Teigen, for example, who just is who she is and like everything's out there and obviously super successful or whatever it is. But like then in the acting world, like how much do you want to give away because you are an actor? And you are acting and you're doing these characters and whatever. So if you're putting these other things out and people just know you, like, is it harder to differentiate, like, when you're actually on a job, like, playing a part? I don't know.
1: I on, I hear that. I mean, there's actors like that, like Edward Norton. Oh, <laughs>
0: right, right. Love Edward Norton. Who is
1: intentionally private so that it doesn't affect roles that he has.
2: right. To a whole other level. Yeah, but then, like you said, there's someone like Johnny Depp. That's like you know, it's par for course. Like
1: it's or, or tri- Brad Pitt,
2: or Brad Pitt, or people that do share, you know, more of themselves. But what would be the benefit of sharing yourself? Why do you do it? You're asking me. Yeah. Because there's a reason everything is done with intention. You're not just like happenstance doing a podcast. Well, like,
0: look, there's certain things I think that are important to be transparent about and talk about and like things that are taboo or have stigma, you know, attached. Like we were talking to charity about breastfeeding and all of that. Like that should be talked about. It shouldn't be great. a thing. It shouldn't be taboo. It should be like, absolutely, you know, whip your boob out, and breastfeed that's the most natural thing on this fucking earth. So I really like the platform and being able to have the freedom to talk about the things that people are fucking like, think it's not okay.
2: Yeah. And it sets people free.
1: I think it's helpful that you take that stance and that people see and hear that.
0: Whether it's like parenting things, motherhood things, mental health things, all of these things, people are like, I'm dealing with this or I'm struggling with this or I do this and I feel weird talking about this. But when we can just be so open and being like, hey, I fucking breastfed my kid till she was like three years old. And you know what? She was great. It was great. We are so connected and close. And it wasn't weird. It wasn't like Mm -mm. that was her food. Yeah, it was her comfort. There's nothing wrong with choices you make personally in your life Or things you're dealing with personally that you feel like you can't talk about. Like, there should be more of an open dialogue, I think, about a lot of these things.
1: Well, and I think, like Olivia said, the fact that you had kind of this reserved image prior
4: Mm -hmm. people had
1: of you, I think it is impactful when you come out and share about these things and are able to talk about these things. But... I still struggle. I still struggle
0: with it. There's definitely things that I won't share or things that I get uncomfortable that get out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's obviously a line when you start talking about other people that
0: are in your lives. You can talk about your own personal experience, no problem. I'm not comfortable talking about other people. Like, I'm not going into detail about other people. You know, I make a joke about something or whatever it is, but I'm not like going in on someone else or telling their stories or their side or whatever.
2: Right. You're not doing their inventory. You're just sharing your experiences. And the the letters we get and the notes and the DMs and stuff of how comforting it is for people is really... I think it's really helpful for people to feel like they have a space where they can hear people being real and authentic. And if you didn't do that and you held it so precious, there'd be so many people that wouldn't be affected.
0: Right. No, I mean, that's one of the biggest points of this is to be able to have that space and create that space. And I'm okay with it. Um, (laughs) I'm okay with it!
1: (laughs) Your mouth's bleeding because um, you're just biting the, <laughs> biting the sets of your cheeks. Yeah,
0: some things I'm like, oh, God. But, you know, I, I, there is truth to how reserved I have been throughout my career. Some of that was influence, I'm sure. But it also just became like anxiety attached to anything being revealed about myself and I have to get past that, and it's like working that out too. But
1: well, hope hopefully in doing this, will alleviate that. Well, that's the what I'm and, saying. And it's more like, and more, it happens.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like this, and having amazing people on, sharing their stories. And
1: oh, I thought you were talking about us. I did too. I thought she was, <laughs> and then she was like, "No,
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I did. I thought Chris she was like, too, and man.
2: working with amazing people." And Rob and I smile, and she's like, "Like Mandy Moore, yeah." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but i think it's important and i love that we can do this and uh but yeah i still struggle with it like i still you know my lovely anxiety that's alive and well
1: well hopefully it'll get better yeah along the way well, as
2: long
0: well, I as think rob
4: they, with, stops
2: that... asking me questions
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as props i not can't here. make any promises but
2: <laughs> But it's also we've been so fortunate to have people that are willing to willing to be open. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: it is. It's like a little
2: therapy session. Totally, with a with a little joke here and there. (laughs)
0: Because boy, are we funny!
2: That's right. Well,
0: this has been great, guys. Over and out. Over and out. Roger that. Goodbye.